Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Uh, it's your friendly neighborhood uh, movie hosts. Uh, welcome to the Drive-In Speaker Box. It is uh, Monday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, uh, right here on this December 20th, 2021. Uh, welcome to the show, man. I'm your host, Bo, the Boom Operator. I'm Slicky Doggy, the Grip. And uh, we've got a show for you tonight. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, it is Christmas week. We're here, we're back, we're live, we're doing the thing, and a lot of movies. I saw a lot of movies this week. I don't know how I managed to squeeze them all in but i saw a ton of movies what's up logan what's up vince over in the in the oh. twitch uh welcome to the show if you guys want to get in on that chat and you are listening to the podcast of this later down the road or uh y- you know this isn't live you can always tune in next week on our facebook our twitch or our youtube live just search for the drive-in speaker box and join us um but yeah did you get to see any movies jake no uh the only one that was new that uh was out there worth watching was the spoder boy and um it was every theater was too packed. I couldn't get in this weekend, um, and I was hoping to watch some of those new uh, Cobra Kai episodes or something like that. Come out, they don't come out till later next week. Dang. Uh, I think you just uh, so you just yeah. missed the boat all around. My yeah, guy. and then there was an Indian movie. I was just so geared up and ready to watch, and uh, they uh, I missed it. I just barely missed it. So, so I know you guys like hearing about those. <laughs> Uh, but I'll probably watch uh, the, the Indian movies have been hitting Amazon and Netflix pretty quick here lately uh, just to get them out there uh, for the audiences since those theaters I think are still having some trouble making yeah. things work so well I don't know you didn't say anything when I came into the studio today but um, for those of you at home I did my facial hair like you today just I don't know if you I've got my my Jake facial hair on. Uh, I don't. I, I was just shaving, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna surprise Jake with similar facial hair. Yeah, no, I didn't say anything because I just hope that you keep it. I don't. Want, I don't want to ruin it. I don't. I don't know. Can we like give him like a, a, a one of these, like a facial oh, hair, like one a, of these, like a dungeon like, like a fusion, like a like a Dragon Ball. Yeah, Z? Dragon Ball fusion. So that way, yeah. um, Vince can clip it, and uh, we'll be. That he he says his bang my bangs are throwing me. Um, there we go. I'll tuck them back behind the old, the old. Uh, <laughs> you got uh, the Superman. Headphones. I got the the Superman curls. I've got really curly hair, you guys, and uh, it's just out of control. Just got my hair cut, so it's just like bouncy and everywhere. Uh, anyway. That's not relevant. What is relevant is I went and saw um, Don't Look Up, which is uh, currently on Netflix, but they did No, a- it's not. That's the what movie that I was going to watch, and it was a limited theatrical run, line, run starting on the 10th. I saw it in the theater. And they're not putting it on Netflix until the 24th. Uh, because I was like, I'll just watch this uh, since I'm uh, at home. Uh, we also had heat go out. The furnace went out. And I had oh, no. to. Yeah, I've been spending my time fixing that. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, Netflix released a movie in the theater before they released it on Netflix. And it's a good movie. Um, I'm going to be talking about it. I got to see it. I was really excited about this movie, and I'm glad that we got it here at our local Malco. So I'm going to be talking about Don't Look Up. I'll be reviewing that later in the show. Also, got a chance to see Nightmare Alley, the the film, the new film by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Going to be talking about that later in the program, and of course, talking about Spider Man, um, can't get home or no way back or don't look now or never give up or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's 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 Spider Man Eight is what we're going to call it, and um, introduction to all things multiverse, which is now like the thing. Now everybody's doing multiverses, Spider-Man's doing multiverses, X-Men did it first, um, well not necessarily, but on a, in a movie theater format with the whole time reset, like sort of um, 
you know, situation. But then, you know, you got Flash doing multiverses and making everybody comfortable with multiverses. But did you see the new A24 trailer that came out with um, Michelle Yao? It's, uh, it's called Everything All the Time, All at Once, or Everything All at Once, All the Time. Or I um, saw a post about it, but I never had the time to watch, watch it. Watch the trailer. It's got, um, oh, what's his name? Um uh, oh crap! You know I don't want to mispronounce it because I don't want to sound like I'm racist or anything. Uh, it's Keiki Kwan or whatever the, the data from um, uh, the Goonies and Short Round. Oh. Um, he doesn't act a lot often, no. and so and he's in this. The trailer looks fantastic. Look it up. It is like multiverse done right. Um, let's see. Uh, Logan uh, says the old slick man shoes in relation to our facial hair. At least says talk about the haircut. Like yeah, I got I got the old got the old do done. So there's there you have it. There's the old hair toss. Uh, Vince says Dragon Ball twins. Oh he put a he put a clip up our, our, of of us on the on the Twitch. So there you go. Um, yes. So I don't even know where to begin. Want to want to start with some news? Do we want to other than than Spider Man making quite literally all the money? I on mean, the planet? that was the thing. Spider Man really was in control of of most of the news. Uh, today, December twentieth, is the anniversary of uh, It's a Wonderful Life debuting in nineteen forty six. So Dang. Uh, there's been that many years of oh, I don't want to die. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What uh, a what a dark and creepy movie for mm. for being a Christmas movie. You really think about you know this suicidal dude you owe the like, bank we're taking everything deal with it and he's like oh, oh, no, i just can't deal with I'm it just i'm just jump off myself. the bridge <laughs> i thought everything would be better for everyone if i just was never alive merry christmas everyone yeah. um, god bless us everyone uh it's also the anniversary of the date that uh elvis was drafted into the u.s military uh and sent here to arkansas at fort chaffee how about that yeah, so a lot of you know, it's actually kind of interesting because Arkansas, the Arkansas film industry, um, has been a very very strange rocky road um, with you know film incentives and lack of crew and lack of you know just uh, film infrastructure. I mean, you know, the farm did get built here, and that's a that's you know they're they're talking about like it's the only movie studio that costs millions of dollars, and there's there, we got Rock Hill Studios here, which is pretty small but then there's also the farm which has a humongous soundstage uh that not many people use mainly like you know hallmark movies and pure flicks movies um but they're acting like this one is the first one and and it's not it's a, it's a great step in the right direction because you know northwest arkansas you know uh, the film industry is really interesting in the sense that it's very much a if you build it they will come sort of deal but the other thing that the arkansas film industry is missing is just you know um, aggressive tax incentives and for those of you guys that watch the show to learn a little bit of that behind the scenes knowledge you know uh, for those of you that have maybe never watched or never listened you know I worked in the film industry for many many years I was a boom operator I was a film uh, 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 field producer I've been a PA been a you know AC but I've been, 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 been all the things you know grip I've been you know all the all the things I just haven't been a best boy I haven't been a gaffer um, but I've been I've been everything in between and, you know, almost every Arkansas project for a while I had worked on uh, up until almost I, True Detective Season 3 came through and shot. And that kind of changed a lot of things here. A lot of places were looking at uh, Arkansas as a place to shoot, kind of for all the wrong reasons, mm -hmm. you know, uh, mainly because locations are cheap. Uh, people will do things for free. Uh, they can really abuse. I'm going to be on TV. That's exactly what yeah. happens. And that's exactly what they're banking on, honestly. And it's kind of sad. Um, you know, it's funny. I remember I was working on a reality show and um, we, you know, you pull up into a neighborhood in like, you know, California or Georgia or somewhere that's been very used to the film industry lately. And if they see you have to be really sneaky about your gear trucks, because if they see like a lot of production vans and gear trucks. Everybody on the street, and I've, I've watched it happen. Everybody on the street will go out and start mowing their yard at the exact same time. And uh, that's so they can interrupt the flow of the production because you got to have quiet on set. And uh, the locations manager will have to go around and like start paying people off and be like, can you turn this off, please? And they're like, $100. And they're like, fine, just turn the mower off. And the next person will start mowing. They're like, God damn it. And they're going around having to pay everybody off. But you come to Arkansas, and everybody's like, 
I'm gonna be on TV. Come on in. You need a cola? Just go ahead and muddy up my yard and unplug everything. You tap them them pirates, fine. It's right here. Got a Jenny. And uh, you know, and then they just destroy all these locations and then roll out. Um, the film industry is a weird thing. It's very, very carny like, and we're gonna be talking about carnies later in the show with Nightmare Alley. But um, yeah, a lot of things are happening here in the Arkansas film industry. But that's that's time for another show. If you if you if you want to hear more about it. Pop it in the comments. Maybe I'll talk about it. Uh, um. <laughs> that's that sucks for you. Uh, the uh, another talking about the film industry ruining things for people. Uh, did you see that on an episode of and just like that on HBO, the uh, Sex and the City sequel? Oh yes, uh, a character the most watched things that HBO Max has ever done. Well, a, a character died on a Peloton exercise device. Uh, from a heart attack and it immediately tanked their stock it just it dropped no less than 12 percent and peloton is like suing hbo for uh using their name brand uh and and marketing that and being like oh hey look yeah this guy died on a peloton it's like oh can't can't say say name well that's another reason that you know especially in reality tv and in movies you know you've probably heard me say this term before but they it's called greeking something um Mm -hmm. you know i used to do it to my water bottles and stuff all the time I'd, I'd, i'd greek them take the labels off or put different labels on or when you know you're wa- uh, watching reality television, for example, one of my jobs when I was a field producer, um, you know, is when you're interviewing talent or whatever, and then they say, "Yeah, you know, I was FaceTiming," and you go, "Ooh, can't say FaceTime. Apple owns that. You got to say video chat." And you know, if someone's like, "Oh, well, you know, we went to Walmart," you go, "Ooh, can't say that. You got to go went to the grocery store," and you got to you have to you know, sort of um, uh, censor all that stuff because you never know how it's going to gonna affect that company and then that company's going to get mad and come back at you because it's mm. your fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, what's else? Is, what's in the news that I wanted to talk about? Um, there was something that I wanted to talk about and I can't remember what it was. Uh, well, you're looking that up. I saw the, uh, you see that trailer for that new movie with uh sandra bullock and um uh uh dude from uh channing Magic mike channing Tatum? yeah yeah but then it has the surprise cameo from brad pitt no i have not oh, seen dude. this trailer yeah it's like a uh looks pretty goofy uh it looks like uh uncharted but uh better than the uncharted trailer I was too busy just watching movies in theaters this week. It was just nuts how many how many movies I... I <laughs> Vince said he heard a character in something say, let me search engine that. Basically. Or, or, or they'll say, yeah, you know, I looked it up online. Uh, you, can't, you can't say anything anymore. It's stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I was going to talk about in the news because I just had too many movies to review. Um, it's just been such a, a big week for me. I just don't get to watch a lot of movies and I'm kind of excited about how many movies I got to watch. Yeah. You got to watch a bunch. I didn't even know, know about that many. I mean, I tried to watch that, uh, look up thing, but yeah, who would have thought Netflix would put a movie in the theater before they have made it available on Netflix? I think, I think what they were trying to do is, um, they were trying to get nominated you know that's that's pretty much how. I mean, it does have big star power. Yeah, and you can't get nominated if you're online only. And I'll just you know before here, let's just go ahead and talk about what's coming out in theaters this week. And now I'm gonna jump into just a slew of reviews because we have a lot to talk about tonight. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead. I mean, it's it's a big week. It's Christmas week. Um, you know, happy holidays. I meant to decorate the the studio a little bit, but um, Jake brought his Turbo Man. Turbo Man. Where, Just like the one I had when I was a kid. Where's Booster? Well, they never sold him. That was the thing, man. The joke in the movie was nobody wanted the booster, so you just can't find it. But I'm pretty sure they made a booster doll. No. Did they not make a booster doll? No, when I was a kid, uh, they only had Turbo Man. My brother and I both had one, uh, shooting his wrist boomerangs and all the stuff, and uh, having the jetpack that would light up. Super sick. Uh, and then Funko made this one to be it's it's exact. It is exactly. I remember when the it came out because um, they had the giant Turbo Man, like the huge one. Yeah, that one. No, there was one that was more huge. It was like a huge, huge, huge one. Uh, my 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 cousin Chandler had that one. We looked. I mean, 
That one's pretty big. That one's like the movie. Yeah, it's um, just like the movie. But yeah. there was one that was even bigger. Like, you remember there was like a trend there where like they had these giant Batman figurines and Superman figurines that are like three feet tall. And I don't know what you're supposed to do with that because, I mean, how much action can you really have with that figure? Right. Um, it's like an action mannequin at that point. Kind of weird. That's true, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we brought out, that's our Christmas decoration for, for, I had some lights, but the producer broke them last week and, uh, you know, he was trying to help and he just smashed everything to smithereens uh, and then he couldn't show his face tonight. So he, we uh, got plenty of gremlins around yeah. hidden on set. Here, hang on. Vince says there's a booster there and we go. a Dementor I got, doll. Here's the Christmas gremlin. I knew we had a gremlin around here. Boom. Christmas decorations right there. Um, uh, we'll, We'll put it. We'll put it somewhere. I'll put it here in a minute. Um, Vince says there is a booster and a Dementor. Doll. I've I've never never seen them. Now on the box you have the characters listed like there are those, but I've I've never witnessed them. If there are, I want a booster. Did you get your booster? Speaking of boosters, everybody yeah. out there got their booster. I did that uh, before coming in last week. Yeah, yeah, that is that's the new Christmas gift. Uh, is is uh, you want to get your booster this this year? Uh, but still, like Turbo uh, that's why I didn't go watch the Spoder Boys because every single theater had uh, one to five seats open maximum, but each one was sandwiched between uh, all of the Other people. humans. Yeah, because the theaters no longer observe any kind of social distance. Because uh, money. Yeah, and I don't want some fat slob that's all horned out for Spider-Man breathing on me uh, and, and infecting your slick doggy with Omicron and whatever. It sounds like a Marvel uh, bad guy, Omicron. Getting infected by Omicron. Someone um, made a supercut of the word Omicron from Star Trek. Omicron. Uh, and all the times that they say it between the series. Uh, and it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty entertaining. Uh, well, all right. Well, let's uh, let's dive into it. Um, big week, Christmas week, big movies. A lot of a lot of options this week for your holiday uh, enjoyment. If you are one of those families like mine, where you're like, "What do you want to do for Christmas?" Well, well let's go see a movie. Um, a lot of things to check out this week. Um, two big two big openings coming in to compete with the Spider Spider Man Eight. Both um, on Wednesday. Yes, because it's you know early. It's a holiday weekend. People are off work. The movie theaters know it. They want to get your money. Yeah, I still um, wanted to go watch that. Indian movie and I was like I bet it's not showing and then Wednesday it, it's booted because because we got, blockbusters yeah you know everybody's saying that theaters are back baby because um, you know you make you make big fancy movies and only way people can see them is in the theater well guess what they're going to go to the theater that's how it works uh, but the Matrix Resurrections uh, opening up this weekend uh, Keanu Reeves Karen Moss like just you know doing more Matrix stuff um I was having some conversations with some people um, over the past couple of weeks about Matrix, people that have never really, you know, didn't dive into the Matrix and are like, oh, I hear it's like this trippy headspace movie about like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's... it's it a, wishes it was. It wishes it was. And I was like, you know, it's a, it's a uh, it's an allegory about being transgender. And I was like, no, it's not. It's none of these things. It's like may, maybe... <laughs> the, the Wachowski transmission or uh, transition happened uh, after the movies. I yeah. Don't, and, I don't think that that's it. You know... I don't know what they're doing in Matrix uh, Resurrection. Sure, maybe there's some allegory there that can we can read into it. But the first Matrix, guys, don't read into this. It's not that smart of a movie. It's it's a cool and it's flashy and it's fun and it, it doesn't age very well. Um, it, 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 its biggest contribu- contribution to science fiction is not the idea of the movie. The idea of the movie is basically what if Skynet happened and then... They create a virtual reality to feed off our electricity that our bodies create. The end. That's it. That's you know what if. What if what if Jesus entered Skynet? Yes, I mean yeah. that's pretty much pretty much as far as they got, and they were like, but let's take you know wuxia like uh, martial arts and Hong Kong pistol opera stylings, a la John Woo. You know you've got uh, hard boiled and the killer was just crushing it in China only a few years prior. You've got new like just technology that did this bullet time. They're like let's let's bring China back to the U.S., which happens every about once every decade. Like China, stuff that. 
movies or are, 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 are things that they're doing in Chinese movies start affecting U.S. movies, and then we forget that China makes movies, and then come back around in a decade, and we'll we'll start getting you know, oh wait, Asians do make movies. Oh, Parasite. Oh, let's like make a whole bunch of movies like Parasite. It's like guys are making cool movies all the time, and uh, we just you know, old boy, and then we tried to make that one with Josh Brolin, it was trash. Remember, remember, guys, and then. Um, you know, Crouching Tiger, and then we tried to do a whole series of stuff like that, and yeah, anyway, whatever, um, Matrix did a good job of reintroducing us to a style of filmmaking that hadn't quite made it here, and then, like most Hollywood studios do, they go, we need more of this, um, get to making more of this, and then they made the crappy sequels, I'm, I'm hearing, er <laughs> they're so bad, I'm hearing early, early reviews of this saying that it's a, it's a good sequel to this franchise, whatever that means. Um, I'm not super excited about this movie. They're like, oh, if you put it against Matrix 3 in the Animatrix, it's actually it's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> like that, is that what that means? Uh -huh. They're like, but if you've ever played Enter the Matrix video game, it's garbage, it's trash, it's, it's the worst, uh, because nothing can be better than Enter the Matrix. But if you've only watched Matrix 3... Well, Top so notch. it kind of reminds me of something that I used to say on the show all the time back when we were on radio, and I don't think I've said it on this show a lot, and it's how I often feel about when Hollywood tries to do that to you, and people are like, no, it's it's good, it's better than this, and I compare it to, would you rather eat a turd sandwich or drink a turd milkshake? And the answer is always the turd milkshake, because you don't have to chew, you could just suck it down, and you're still eating a turd, and that's not cool, but at least the turd milkshake's better. And that's how I feel about some of these, like, but you liked it, didn't you? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I liked it better than chewing a turd, but I still had to eat a turd. And they're like, but you liked it better, though. And I'm like, oh, God, got me on semantics. So I'm wondering if Matrix Resurrections is going to be the turd milkshake. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's too, it's too soon to tell. Well, available in theaters and on HBO Max. I think it's the last uh, rollout for the year of HBO release. Um, for all of their movies where they were releasing the, uh, concurrently with the theater and HBO Max at the same time. Uh, so, you know, if you want to avoid some uh, Omicron, uh, you can watch that one at home. Uh, Matrix hasn't done anything spectacular enough to earn me wanting to watch it in a the movie theater. It does have Keanu, though. It doesn't have Lawrence Fishburne. Which nope. It's kind of burning my sides. There's some young guy replacement for... Oh, Yahya, uh, it's uh, Yahya Abdul um, Mateen. Uh, he, okay. he was in well, Candyman. He's actually really talented, really he's awesome. He's not guy. Morpheus, guy. He is not Morpheus. But I'm going to see, uh, you know, I'm going to see. We'll see what they do. But also coming out this week is The King's Man. Um, yeah, finally. I feel like three years of waiting. Matthew Vaughn doing it again. Ray Fiennes, Jimma Arterton. Um, you know, quite, uh, quite a, a, a cast in this one. Um, I you know I used to have the hugest crush on Jimma Arterton. Like she is just a a hottie patati. Um, and uh, hadn't seen her in a whole lot of movies lately. But uh, but Ray Fine. She was in the uh, Clash of the Titans remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember watching that one. But Ray Fine's like, how can you not just want to see a movie that he's in? Like he is he's awesome. Voldemort. He's Voldemort. Yeah, of course he's Voldemort. But he's just he's just awesome. He he can be like lovable and hateable all at the same time there's just something that's just lovably just dark about that dude kind of like um he, he was the, the guy that was in the uh, uh strong what's his name uh mark strong mm -hmm. who was in the previous king's man it's like one of those dudes that you know he's probably going to be a bad guy but you still are like i'm okay with this i like him um, yeah but when he is a good guy he's awesome but still kind of mean um <laughs> but anyway king's man coming out uh, i'll be seeing this on christmas day that was my uh, my my movie pick i really want to try and see it my, uh, my dad wants to uh you should have let me know i would have gotten y'all tickets i was getting well, a, i was buying out a whole row no one said anything my parents did ask about that if we were going to do that again like we did last year lisa says Everyone he is forever gustav m i'll also agree he's an amazing he was an amazing m um you just have to tell me which which, which row you're in and we'll we'll just it might be sold to, out bro well that might be true you we'll gotta, see. gotta get in i'm gonna ch i'm gonna check after the show we're yeah gonna, we'll check after the show yeah um because i mean we're gonna be racing cars anyway that's on true. christmas we're week, gonna be you know, doing that's, it. What we, that's what we do it's, it's christmas traditions um did you guys get a car 
No, but I heard that you did. I did. I did. We so we race slot cars on Christmas. Our families um, we have we have started this tradition of slot car racing for money, and uh, <laughs> it's it's a pretty fun little tradition. We get ga- we gather at pinpoint and we do slot car races, and uh, you know you got to buy in. It's a, it's a fun it's a fun family tradition. Um, it's the Santa Five Hundred. Well, after last year, I had my eyes on a little WRX car, and then I lost track of it and what size it needed to be, and then I was reminded. Your mom reminded me but it was too late i couldn't get one <laughs> anyway all right well those are the two movies that are coming out this weekend you can check them out it's over the holiday um you really only have a handful of choices right now because it's all blockbusters so let's Nothing talk about big ones let's yep. talk about some movies um because we've got three movies to cover in 30 minutes so that's less than i mean that's 10 minutes a movie we gotta we gotta hustle uh, I'll go fast on Don't Look Up because um, a lot of people are going to be watching this um, pretty soon. But Adam McKay um, directing this one and also writing this one. Um, and, and and this movie is definitely a movie for people that like really well-written movies. Um, this movie is becoming very divisive because it's, it's, it's a political and social satire on... It, it's kind of like... When I was watching it, I was thinking, okay, it's one part idiocracy, one part wag the dog, and one part Armageddon. So if you were to mash up all three of these things and set it in modern day, you would get Don't Look Up. And essentially, the the, the plot is as follows. You've got two pretty low-level astronomers. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio, who is a doctor at, I want to say, Michigan State. And then Jennifer Lawrence is one of his PhD candidate students. And they find an asteroid that is heading to planet Earth. It's like the size of Mount Everest. And they run all the calculations, and it's not going to stop. It's coming. It's going to hit us. It's on a collision course. So they call their buddy uh, in... Um, in uh, NASA, who's played by Rob Morgan, and he show they show him the data, and they're like, "Oh my God, this is really going to happen." And the guy at NASA is like, "Well, we got to run this up to poll. We got to send this to the president." So they get this meeting. They're all super nervous. They go meet the president, and the president is Meryl Streep, and the uh, <laughs> and the um, you know Secretary of State or whatever is Jonah Hill, who is her son. And it is very much a Trump parallel here. And uh, Meryl Streep is just super, just bent on public opinion, what she looks like, how the people, she doesn't care about science. She's like, whatever, science, science, science. You know how I many people say at the end of the world, they're like, Meh. you know, global warming. Meh. And it's very Trump, Trumpish and um, hauntingly so. And they, uh, they kind of dismiss the whole thing. And. Uh, they, uh, the Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence are like, oh, well, what do we do? So they decide to take it to the mainstream media. So they go on a on a show hosted by Tyler Perry and Kate Blanchett, and it's like it's that like the worst show ever. It's essentially like The View. It's just like two unlikable you know talking head jackasses on a today show and they're all like <laughs> so blah 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 and they kind of get dismissed there and they uh have a breakdown and are like are you fucking kidding me that we're gonna we're all gonna die basically and so the whole world starts getting torn between is this real or is this fake news and then eventually it's found out that it's real but there's a um sort of apple uh, type character, uh, you know that that runs this tech company, and he discovers that there's like expensive minerals to be found on the asteroid. So everybody's just like, "No, the asteroid's not real. Don't believe it." Blah blah blah. And then science is saying, "No, it is. It's coming. We're all gonna die in six months." And it's just this crazy, weird, off the wall about like driving the narrative on TV. What do you believe? What do you don't believe? And everybody that don't look up is a is a campaign by the you know the Republican Party of like don't look up don't look up it's not real it's a, it's a it's a it's a liberal hoax and blah 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 and uh, and then everybody dies I mean no spoiler alert all of humanity's wiped out at the end um, because like nobody would listen and everybody's fighting there's a really hilarious side plot between uh, Ariana Grande and Kid Cudi and they're uh, you know, there's this big fancy pop star named Riley Bina and her boyfriend DJ Cello, and it's about their relationship. And every time they like tweet something, that that's what the news is caring about, and not the meteor that's hurling towards Earth. And it's just a hilarious, weird, dark comedy about um, 
how we interpret information and what our priorities are as like a um, a species that is completely wrapped up in social media and narcissism or narcissism and you know hubris and all this kind of stuff. Um, I'm gonna be saying hubris a lot in the next review, but um, weird that that word came up. Timothy Chalmay's in it. I mean, it's got it's got all these people. It's really funny. It's a dark comedy. It's not for everyone. There's a lot of dry humor, a lot of very subtle humor. You got to pay attention. That's why I wanted to watch this in a theater because if I was watching this at home, I would miss so many of the jokes, so many of the so much of the commentary of of this 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 movie and what they're trying to say between the lines and between the gags. I wish Jonah Hill's character would have been tamed down a little bit more. He was a little too bro-y for me. Um, but for the most part, I thought the movie just nailed it. I mean, uh, as James said on Facebook, he said, you had me at idiocracy. Um, and yeah, if you liked idiocracy, you're going to love this. It felt very Mike Judgy uh, in, in a lot of ways. And I think that we're going to you know, see a lot more from Adam McKay uh, because you know he he did a good job writing this one and and directing it as well. So uh, take take a look at this one when it hits Netflix. And if you get a chance to see it in the theater, it's a great theater movie. Uh, yeah, but it will be on Netflix come Friday, Christmas Eve. What's the? Uh, oh, thanks, hey, thanks, not calling. Uh, what's the uh, podcast on Twitch? But got here late, so I may have not to endorse the. The current Bote. Okay, thank you. Thank you for this. I didn't know you could comment on a sub. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, what's the name of the pimp in... Uh, Huggy Bear? No, in in uh, Idiocracy, where she's oh. like, oh, he's going to kill me. He's going to fire can't me. I remember. And at the end, he wakes up from his like pod with his fur coat and sets off to find her. It's that movie is stupid. genius, yeah, by the way. It's such a good so, movie. So, up at, uh, don't look up. Check it out. There you go. Uh, okay, what's the next movie I say? Let me have a little uh, VSOP brandy break before I start talking about the next film. Ah, this next review brought to you by Brandy. Um, <laughs> so the next movie I was going to talk about is Nightmare Alley. Now, Nightmare Alley is um, you know the latest movie from Guillermo del Toro. Everybody knows Guillermo del Toro because everyone's like, ah, I saw Pan's Labyrinth. But you know, Guillermo del Toro has done a a, a lot of movies um, that all feel thematically similar. Um, you know, he's written several movies, directed several movies, uh, but everybody just kind of goes, "Oh, hey, yeah, night." Uh, um, you know, uh, the one with the eyeball guy, and you know, he's he, the fish fucker guy. He's that guy. But you know, he did Shape of Water, Crimson Peak, you know, Pacific Upgrade. Rim. Thanks, Pitts. Which you don't want to... I don't... Like, Pacific Rim. I think a lot of people forgot that he did Pacific Rim. I know some people that are obsessed with Pacific Rim. The, they think the it's storyboarder. So cool. Gus was obsessed with Pacific but Rim. But it's so bad. It's terrible. And then the second one happened, and what's your defense for that? You know? How I mean, it's just more of the same. But he did Blade 2. Like... He did Blade 2, Hellboy 2. Hellboy 1 was pretty good, but Hellboy 2, not Hellboy so two good. Hellboy 2 real bad. Hellboy 2 is so bad. But, uh, you know, if you go back, his first film, um, Kronos, is actually really good. And, you know, Guillermo del Toro is really known for his sort of dark visual style and his sort of penchant for, you know, Fish the... Fucking. Well, yes, I was going to uh, say something a little different. Uh, just like dark fantasy, you know, and um, he, he going into Nightmare Alley, the way that the trailer portrays this movie, it, it makes it feel like we're going to, you know, go on this another sort of magical journey through this this dark 1930s, 40s sort of noir carnival, and carnivals are spooky and sideshow stuff. You got Willem Dafoe being like, step right up, I'm Willem Dafoe, and uh, look at the man who's looked like a goblin since he was born, it's me, um, you know, and which I'll be talking about how amazing Willem Dafoe is in the next review, um, you know, and, and you've got another another huge cast, I think, I'm pretty 
sure that Kate Blanchett is in every movie right now because um, she is also in Nightmare Alley playing a very different character. You've got Tony Colletti in this movie, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, Ron Perlman, who Ron Perlman again. He was in Up in the Air. He's in this one. I guess Ron Perlman got real broke because you don't see Ron Perlman a whole lot. Maybe him uh, and Kate Blanchett were just like, hanging out one day having coffee and they're like, you know what? Let's get ourselves some let's jobs. Do some movies. And they just started going to. Th- studios kicking down doors put us in the damn movie and they're like holy <laughs> okay. crap Kate Blanchett and Ron Perlman yeah uh, yeah you got it guys because yeah, Ron Perlman's like, a big intimidating dude they're like what movie uh what are you working on right now put us in it put us in it sure you got it well Ron Perlman you know and Guillermo del Toro of course have a back history with Hellboy um Mary Steenburgen was also in this movie with a really kind of eerily chilling performance and Mary Steenburgen actually I believe she still lives in um or Little Rock in Arkansas. She lives there? She lives there. I don't there. know if she lives there. She's I think she well, she was married Arkansas. to Ted Danson, or mm-hmm. still is. I think they're still married. They, I, I think, think they so, lived yeah. in, in Arkansas for a little while. And, you know, I worked with her on a movie before. How about and that? And she's super nice. She's one of the nice, and has a great singing voice, by the way. Yeah, um, Clayton Ravine. She is She is a super nice lady. Um, but anyway, uh, Nightmare Alley is not a dark fantasy, and I that's my biggest. So McLean says, is it his Lovecraft movie? Finally. No! And I was really hoping, with a name like Nightmare Alley and all of this dark noir. Oh, start being like the psychosis and things of the, of the Elder Gods and... Hulu coming and just being like warping people. Well, and and here's the thing is because I'm such a -a ding-a-ling and got caught like thinking too much about like being Guillermo de Toro that I completely forgot that Nightmare Alley is a remake of uh it's it's an adapted film um and, and it's a novel an old novel that's been made into a different movie for in 1947 um it's you know another noir uh and i it i didn't put two and two together until after i left the theater and i was like well this seems so weird to be an original movie in 2021 what the heck and then i was like well, of course, it's a remake, and um, as Lisa said, she didn't like it. Sorry, and you know, after I got out of the theater, because my first instinctual reaction to this movie is I didn't really like it either, and you know, I was I was waiting for more. I kept wanting more, and this movie is essentially a story. It's it's very much an uh, Ouroboros tale of um, well biting your tail and and starting from humble beginnings doing the classic Icarus flying too close to the sun with your new gift and then um, you know failing because of your own hubris and um, getting back to where you started but worse Um, Lisa says really thought it was going to be about psychosis and the unraveling of the mind into believing he was really psychic Um, and yeah that would have I think that that would have been a more interesting tale but given that this is based off of a novel, you know, I guess you're kind of sticking to this. Con- it's, it's it's a story about a con man, and it's a, a very slick, glossy, dark, stylized tale of a snake oil salesman, essentially a, a mentalist that gets too far down the path of mentalism and pushes the, the the envelope. And what's really interesting is I have a friend of mine who is a mentalist, uh, Chase Goforth. I don't know if he's even going to watch this show or not, but he did the seance shows that we did at Nightmare on mm. Block Street, and he did a mentalism performance, seance performance. And he even mentioned, this is before I saw this movie, and talking about how like you never want to get people to really believe that you've got the power because it can really shake people and some people can believe it too much and get you know follow you home and want more and want to talk to their dead loved ones and and just make them nuts and that's kind of what happens in this movie it's and and instead of going whoa 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 guy it's just for show the guy was like wow this guy's rich uh yeah i can talk to the dead for real let's do a private consultation and we're going to talk to your dead wife and that does not go well and um you know I think that if I had been a little bit more prepared for the story I was going to tell, I you know I, I often make the um, the 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 example of drinking coke or drinking Sprite or water and thinking it's the opposite. Like you you grab a Sprite and it's water, you grab a water and it's Sprite, and you go Whoa! even though both Sprite and or water is totally palatable and potable, and you're like, oh yeah, I love water, but you. It's just what your body had prepared for, so you're kind of like, ah, I don't like this. 
And that was kind of my reaction to Nightmare Alley. As um, I went in thinking I was going to get Sprite, and I got The Shape of Water without a fish man. And um, it, was, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Hmm. Um, but I will say, music, the, the music's fantastic. The cinematography's fantastic. The, I mean, for a period piece, which period pieces are hard to do, although I do have one big complaint about period pieces. Again, going back to the rule of the drive-in speaker box, Follow the rules of your universe that you create. That's a big one for us in this show. And, um, you know, in the 1930s, you know, like when you're going to, like, call someone a, a, a bad word, you're like, you know, you'd be like, ah, and two pence on the skinny, you yam ham, you know, or whatever the hell that they said back then. Like, do you know That's any, like, it. 1930s, like, you know, <laughs> digs? No. You know, like look at look at that dame or yams or the the cat's meow, you know, and like they talked like weirdos. Like watch these old movies. I don't know that people like that was just that was like exactly an everyday what this, thing. I think that was like that, that was like that that urban that slang. Like see, you know, we're gonna go over here to the to the picture house and catch us a show on the five and dima, and you know whatever the hell they would say. But then you know, and they started the movie talking about like stuff like that, you know, and then later in the movie they're like, "Fuck you, you motherfucker, son of a bitch," and you're like. Wow. That yeah, that's like why I hated uh, Deadwood, the TV series. Yeah, uh, is because they they just use modern cursing. They did, and they used it repetitiously. And they there's even a behind the scenes about it. Like, oh well, we did this to give you the feel to make it seem like that. Like, no, no, that it. is the opposite of the yeah. feel, you know. And 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 I don't like being pulled out, you know, uh, 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 of a period piece where I'm like slowly seeping into that time period and then have somebody like you know call me a name that i'd hear in 2021 i don't <laughs> they're like hey buzz <laughs> off turd sniffer yeah it's like that's and like not... like vince goes that g-man's all wet and that's true that that's all all wet now if you're like if you call somebody all wet that's kind of <laughs> yeah, like hey man that's yeah. all wet Getting that G spot is all wet. Oh, okay. um, we're moving on. Moving on. Um, at least, does it really seem like it switched directors about an hour in to me? Well, yeah, and it did because it not only did it switch complete tonality of the movie, but the storyline changed. And it it spent all this time on this carnival as a buildup, like these characters were going to mean something, and then it shifted gears completely and never really revisited those characters, despite the name being Nightmare Alley. And I mean, Nightmare. I mean, it's total foreshadowing, totally set it up. For you to kind of know what was going to happen at the end, and um, I don't know, it just didn't—it didn't stick the landing for me. Despite the fact that I love noir, absolutely love noir. I love Art Deco shit. I love detective shit. I love dark shit. I love on a cold, rainy alley on a dark, stormy night, and a, and a cigarette under the light post, you know, and a and a and a Zippo lighter, and a and the phone rang, and she was in my life forever like, like that kind of shit i love it um but this one didn't really scratch it started to scratch that itch but then like backed away at the last second and then my back itched for the rest of the movie and i was pissed so um i don't know nightmare alley you could you could check it out it's a beautiful film um but maybe if armed with the information that i just gave you you can go into this movie and maybe you'll appreciate it more and maybe i'll revisit it one day and i'll appreciate it more i don't know i don't know i don't know um i don't like guillermo del toro movies um yeah well you know i do i do so anyway all right talking about spider-man you guys ready so um earmuffs for anybody that cares about spoilers uh, don't yeah i mean don't do it though don't spoil it yeah how yeah good point but i mean uh, okay uh, let me start by saying and I don't say this often about comic book movies I really enjoyed this movie hmm. I really I really enjoyed this movie this movie to me felt like the first Spider-Man movie they've actually made like it felt like a Spider-Man movie the way a Spider-Man movie should be instead of an Iron Man Jr. movie yes it was a Spider-Man adventure it felt comic booky which is something that even the marvel movies don't seem to capture really um it 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 felt like reading a comic book like all the you know because there is a sense of stupidity and closeness of like you know their city where you know there's the all of these superheroes in it and it feels a little ridiculous um 
And Vince says, saying that I enjoyed it is a spoiler because normally I don't. Um, this is true. And, you know, the, the other big thing for me that was really surprising and refreshing going into this movie is it's the first huge budget example of studios just listening to the public and the internet and whatever and doing sort of what we've been asking for. Kind of like Sonic. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I mean, was Sonic not a huge budget film? I mean, they spent a lot of money on it when they did them not, reshoots. Not like this, because the amount of money that's tied up into this movie, you got to think about it. This is not just Sony. This is Marvel. This is Buena Vista. This is the this is the MCU meeting the Sony U meeting the Columbia Pictures meet. Like, there's this is a lot of people working together that would normally never work together because they're like, this is the future of all money. Mm. So what do we do? <laughs> and, um. And and they were and the cool thing is is it it's working you know basically this movie is everything that you've read that's a fan fiction like you know if you were to read slash fiction and and just go on message boards and everybody's like huh, well you know what they should do is they should get the lizard and bring him back and then Andrew Garfield comes in and then they you know they already do multiverses so why not just and that's what they did. They're like, all right, fuck it. If this is what all these people are saying on the internet and that's what they want, then I guess we'll give it to them. Turns out $250 million at the box office in three days. Well, maybe you should have listened to everybody because that's exactly what they did. No spoilers. If you've been on the internet talking about Spider-Man in the past, I don't know, 22 years, then <laughs> you got the movie that you've been wanting to see. Um, and they even set up, and this kind of pissed me off a little bit, they set up the black suit Spider-Man story. I didn't know how they were going to do it. Because everybody knows that... I mean, if you watched Venom, the new Venom, there in the Stinger trailer, there was a thing that was like a, a rupture in the multiverse. And then Venom's like, who's the Spider-Man? Let's go see him. You know, So you knew that they're, they're, they're building up. That's not a spoiler. And of course, in the end credits of this one, it's Tom Hardy... You know, asking, I, I guess he has been brought into this multiverse as well. He's asking a bartender and he's like, so you're telling me this planet is full of like super people and it's not just me. And, uh, and he's, you know, making jokes and then he teleports away and there's like a little piece of black goo left over that doesn't go away with Venom. So it's like you're not going to get Tom Hardy Venom, which is actually a really brilliant way of setting the slate clean and going, okay, Tom Hardy Venom's going to be Tom Hardy Venom in the Tom Hardy Venom world. But we've got an opportunity to tell the actual true Venom storyline, which sucks because the character that plays Flash in this Spider-Man universe absolutely sucks butt, and yeah. I can't stand him. Um, and that is the story of Black Suit Spider-Man. Um, but, but, but... Grief-stricken Spider-Man plus Black Suit equals Spider-Man 3, which we've already seen with Tobey Maguire. But they did a weird job of it, and it got kind of weird because they wouldn't let Sam Raimi make the movie that he wanted to make. But this movie, if you've been on the internet at all, it's it's the Sinister Six movie that Sony has been teasing about for 10 years. It's the Sinister Six movie that they were setting up after Sam Raimi got canned and they had to reset it with Andrew Garfield. They've been wanting to make a Sinister Six movie since they started Spider-Man movies. They finally got to do it in a weird way, you know, without, like, doing sort of canonical series of setups of bad guys and storylines. They managed to do what the internet told them to do. And it's like, you've already done it. Like, just cram it all in the same movie. All these people are still alive, right? You've got the money, so do it. And they did. And it was cool. Who's the sixth villain? Rhino. He's not. You see a little flash of him, but I mean, they did such a bad job with Rhino in Spider Spider Man Two B. I guess we amazing Spider Man Two. The amazing, and there was a lot of little fun references, like Andrew Garfield was all down on himself, and wow, they were like, "Say you're amazing, say you're amazing," and he's like, "Whoa, you know," because he was like all sad. And I mean, he, to, don't act like you don't know. Wow, I watched all the spoilers. Yeah, I we've been that. saying it on the show years <laughs> before this movie came out. And guess what? J rewind, rewind. Shout like, out to South Korea for putting all the spoilers up for me. Appreciate no, it. Rewind to drive-in speaker box episode eight ninety 
three or whatever and go back and it's going to be me going, hey, they're just going to pull an X-Men Origins where they say, no, 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 none of these things that you think are going to happen are going to happen. You don't know. You don't know. And then the movie comes out and it's exactly what you thought it was going to be because, duh. And, uh, and yeah, and that's okay. It's 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 got all the Spider-Mans in it, and it's fine, and it's great, and that's what you want. And you're not – there's no surprise there. It's just cool. Although there were a couple of people in the audience that were like, oh, my God! Like when when it happened, and I was just like, "Are you pathetic, informationless goon?" <laughs> probably my friends. I had several <laughs> friends like I deleted social media for several days so that no one could ruin it, and it worked. Success! Everyone I'm, loves me. The movie was sick. I I don't know. Um, the, the 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 weird thing to me is that. Um, you know, normally I don't like these movies, and I'm also a kind of guy that doesn't. I don't like spoilers. I really, really don't. I feel like we live in a world where spoilers are um, just a part of. You know, you you can never have a um, Luke, I am your father moment again. And Sony, for better or for worse, did a really good job of keeping a lot of this stuff under wraps. Because you know, it's. Um, it was more than I expected, to be honest. It you hit know? me with spoilers. I don't give a crap. Willem Dafoe is the goat. Willem Dafoe, I swear to God, like that man has not won enough awards. He is truly a gift. Um, you know, having him in this movie, I mean. I mean, uh, he's Jesus Christ. Superstar. Drew said, oh, my God, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, Drew probably heard me downstairs. Uh, he's he's one of the tenants in this building. But, uh, you know, this, 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 Willem Dafoe is essentially, you cannot have a store, a, a, a classic proper comic book Spider-Man tale without Green Goblin. You can't do it. And he's, he's the Joker to Spider, you know, to, to this, yeah, Batman is to Joker as Spider-Man is to Green Goblin. And, um, you know, Willem Dafoe just nails it. He comes back. And and the interesting thing to me is, you know, it's hard to properly review this movie without just telling you that all these characters are in it. But, um, because it's the whole fucking movie, by the way. Uh, you know, by saying, I won't tell you exactly what happens plot-wise, but it, it, it brings an interesting question to the table of all of these movies weren't that bad, but... Were we as an audience not prepared for comic book movies back then? I mean, a lot of them made a lot of money, you know, and it's really interesting to see, like, okay, well, you know, Sony canned a lot of those franchises to reinvent and renew and recreate, but now they're truly coming back around and revisiting these things again. Why did they? Why did they can? Maybe they're learning their. Maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a, a well, teachable moment for Hollywood, and that's going to be the interesting thing. Uh, Spider Man Three was because they pushed Sam Raimi, and he said, "Cool, you want to force me into he th- Joe Dante three more of these movies? I'm not making six of these. This is the last one." And he just shit on his own movie to end it. He's like, "That's what you want. You're going to get three more of these." suck it and Sony's like okay yeah you're free to go and then Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the last one because Andrew Garfield said some stupid stuff and, and got himself fired uh, so they had to rethink it from there so um, 3 was Sam Raimi 2 was Andrew Garfield for very different reasons uh, so that's how those Spider-Man franchises ended um, Sony got pushy so Sam Raimi pushed back and Andrew Garfield said something. Well, the interesting thing is the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse really set the stage for this movie to even be possible. And I think with the success of that, Sony executives, because don't give these people any more credit for being brilliant than, you know, going back to the Matrix things. Like, producers are not that smart. Um, Hollywood is not that that smart. They haven't been working on these storylines for 20, 20 years like they'd want you to believe. It's flying by the seat of their pants to see if they can get a script that's this thick to somehow stick to the wall and get your all your money and you know they're like how can we do it how can we do it and we've been telling them how to do it and they've been ignoring us for years they listened and it's working it made 260 million dollars at the box office this weekend one of the third biggest openings ever not necessarily kate taking into consideration the fact that we're in a post-covid theater world and the mm-hmm. fact that it was post-covid able to, <laughs> omicron's running still wild. yeah it shut all of new york down saturday night live did not have an audience for their last oh, show that's true before christmas uh 
Broadway got canceled. No Rockettes for Christmas. You ain't getting it. Uh, so things like that are shutting down. COVID is still here, people. It's still here. Which is why I didn't take my dumb ass to the movie theater to get coughed on by uh, what's good guy at fucking Spoder Boy. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. You guys got Omicron in here. All right. You do now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it was... It was it was such a an interesting thing to see in a theater because uh, you know I, I, I again I want to talk more about this movie um, but again everybody's just so spoiler alerty mm. but it 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 <laughs> Jake do you get the Rocket newsletter absolutely okay yeah you know I saw him in Branson uh, a long time ago you know that show's got legs wah 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 anybody all right okay I thought I. I, I <laughs> It was a good, a good old pun um, that I guess didn't land. Anyway, I thought it was funny, but the, you know, Spider Man. This this movie, I, I I think not just being good, you know, not just making a lot of money is interesting because I think it's going to change things because Sony still owns Spider Man, you know, Sony still owns the Spider Verse. Sony still owns the only character of the MCU that's still alive that people give a shit about. Um, <laughs> You know, and it doesn't belong to Disney, and Disney wants it because, you know, after the Iron Man thing, you know, Captain America can't really sell it because he's not funny, and Spider Man well, is Captain America isn't there anymore now. They well, have, right, uh, Falcon, well, got the, Captain America, they got, yeah, yeah, whatever that, you know, and and Thor's not funny. He's Shakespearean like retrofit thing they're trying to make funny well thor's um, getting replaced with jane it's gonna be natalie portman so. but spider-man i think the one of the reasons that spider-man just resonates on us on, on the big screen so well is because he's the perfect blend of big time tragedy the everyman and a superhero and just you know and comedy like he's got a little bit of everything that appeals to all people you know i think that the, the tom holland that spider-man's a little on the younger side but it you know it works for an audience and i you know it, it, it he's 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 a great actor he brings a lot of of his own interesting uh, nuance to the character but seeing this movie you know all of them have you know they're all they're all great spider-man and you know i think that, that, that this movie works as not a Marvel movie. And here's the here's the thing that I didn't like about the movie was every time Disney tried to butt in, you know, and it's like, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm the representative character from Disney to make sure that you guys all have to realize that this is a, a Disney Marvel, um, go see more Disney Marvel movies after seeing this movie. Benedict Cumberbatch out. And uh, all those parts were just like, oh, get off the screen. Let this be a Spider-Man movie, please, dear God. And um, that's an interesting that's an interesting thing because Eternals, uh, you know, Black Widow was whatever, you know, and no one's going like, oh, Hawkeye and Falcon, let's watch more of that. And you know, no one's the MC MCU is kind of like getting on shaky legs, and everybody's like got Spider Boner real hard. And uh, interesting time for Sony, that's for sure, because Venom making money hand over fist, Spider Man. Hand over fist. Eternals, not so much. Um, like Ant Man's gonna carry the Avengers now, because I mean everybody loves Paul Rudd, but um, it's really interesting to see what's gonna happen. Because don't forget, this is not a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. This is a Sony movie, and uh, maybe that's why I liked it. I don't know. So anyway, Spider Man into the universe, Sony Spider Verse Home, Spider Man Nine, Spider Man Eight, technically Nine if you count the animated one. Um, that's my as spoiler-free review as you're going to get. Because I could spoil so much. But I'm not going to do it. You want to talk about the box office? Let's do it. Because I wanted to talk about Free Jack, and I wanted to talk about that spoiler. I can't, I, can't, I can't be a film nerd without spoiling things. Damn it. There's so many. Oh, I wanted to flex real hard on movie knowledge with you guys. But anyway, spoil things for your people. Come and came with Shammy Games. Uh, hey, you know what else? Hey, you know what did come out this week that I watched uh, though? What? Talking about post-COVID, South Park post-COVID part two was released uh, on Paramount Plus. I watched that. wasn't as good as the part one, but it was okay. It was kind of funny. You know what? Screw box office. We've got That's gifts out to there. open. I did watch something. I forgot that I watched the South Park part post-COVID part two. Well, we're running out of time. I'm sorry I talked too long about Star uh, Spider Man. Um, 
Hannah says, at Bo, do an S. Do an, oh, what, what, like a safety dance S? I don't know. I don't know what doing an S means. But we need to we need to open the rest of our Christmas story um, uh, advent calendar because it, Christmas is coming up. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, Turn things over. We've got so many things to open. Oh my gosh, guys! Are we gonna? Well, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Are we gonna save a few for the next week? I mean, it'll be after Christmas, but not that long after Christmas. How? What are we? What are we gonna do, Jake? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. What do you guys want to do? Um, let's just keep opening them. And we'll see. All right, I've got I've got the uh, the mobile cam ready. The, you'll remember from last week, the last one we opened was uh, Lone Star Ralphie. So we're going to uh, continue over. Whoop, let's just dive in over to the, the small cam, the uh, advent calendar cam. The shaky cam. The shaky cam. All right, what do we got here? Here we go. Day Going one. Going in. Next day. Broken glasses. You'll shoot your eye out, shoot kid. Shoot your eye out. And How about did. that? He went blind, and uh, that was a tragic day. And then he lied about it. Oh. oh, it's the button, and, and, and he said the fudge word, and then he had to wash his mouth out with soap. How what about is, that? Oh, and it's got his face on it. It says, oh, oh fudge. fudge. Yeah, where yeah. did you hear that word? And then he lies, and he says his friend, and his friend gets the absolute hell beat out of him oh, on the man. other end of that phone. And actually, if you go to Pinpoint Fayetteville over on Block Street, there is a cocktail called Oh, Fudge, and it's so good it'll make you say the F word. Um well, which which character is this? That's uh, one of his little buddies. One of his little homies. Yeah, one of the little nerd boys. Yeah, that nobody the, cares with about. The big super oh, long, the big long headband yeah. or hat thing, kid. Yeah. All right, that one's not so cool. One I mean, I like I appreciate the uh, the the inclusion of all the. Oh, there's the dad. The dad. We've got the dad up next on the next day. Gonna yell about the bumpus dogs. Yeah, and he's gonna be like, "Do you know what your son said?" Damn bumpuses. What's uh, next? Another Bubba's uh, dog, which seems appropriate given that you just opened the dad. I can't hit that one. Oh, that out. one's fine. He can just sit there. I got a good shot of him. That was one, two, three, four, five, six, five. That was five. I don't. Well, let's just keep going. It's almost let's Christmas. Keep going. We've got we've got the time and the technology. Got a Christmas tree. Okay. Base. Yeah. Okay. Let's. We got where's the rest of the? Let's pull up, pull the Christmas tree out. Let's more. Just pull it out. Christmas tree. Let's go ahead and assemble this. So there's this part. That, that was from last week. That one's bigger. That one needs to go on first. The shit. Okay. How? What the? Here okay. I don't. I can't do this and operate the camera. So oh, the, okay, we got. Here's the the tree stick. Tree stick. Tree stick. What everyone's mm. Christmas needs. All right. Is there's. Is this tree, the topper? Tree stick. We got the topper. We're doing it. Um. Is that more tree stick? Yeah. Okay. All seems right. Seems to be. Well, while you, I'll get the other one. Let's see. I'll I'll, I'll help. Another bumpus dog. All right, that one's lame. Uh, yeah, here's your. Oh, we got the angry Santa here because uh, I guess it's Christmas. So we got this one. Check him out. It's like, Bruh, ho, ho, ho. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You son of a bitch. Not really sure how they And then, oh, of course. I was wondering if we were going to get this. It's Ralphie in the rabbit suit. Um, you could see that. So, Jakey, you got the Christmas tree ready to go? Yeah, there it is. I mean, right where's, how do, what, do you, what do you shove this up? Uh, maybe it's for the leg. I don't know, but I did we miss something? Uh, oh no! Okay, I get it. All right, no, no, get the kid with the tongue. Uh, get the kid with the tongue. Where's he at? There he is. Yeah, get the kid with the tongue. This is what this is. You didn't tell me that was a flagpole. Now you stick the tongue in the in the pole. You stick the tongue in the hole, and then I see. And then you get you get that. There we go. That's that's adorable. Look at that. There See, is. we didn't even realize what that was. And there you go. Got your Christmas tree. Got it all right there. Christmas story, advent calendar, 2021, uh, whatever year it is, uh, right there. We did it for you. Fun times. Merry Christmas, you guys. Um, we're going to get out of here. Uh, happy holidays. There's no Red Rider BB gun to put under this christmas tree you know why because that's owned by daisy and daisy doesn't give permission for that kind of stuff yeah but they could at least have i talked to the little s- air rifle i talked to the ceo model i talked to one of the ceos of uh daisy and they're really really um not cool about um using daisy bb guns and other things that they don't have permission for <laughs> 
that's why that's why Red Rider is not in a Christmas story too, because they got the script and they were like, We didn't like the way we were portrayed in this, so they decided not to let them use the Red Rider BB gun. They're like, the script sucks. Um so yeah, no Red Rider in this, because that's a brand name. They had to Greek it, just like we said in the very beginning of the show. Learn something new every day. Uh Drew says, Have a great night, guys. Feel free to be as loud as you like. I thought someone was just at my door yelling. I didn't <laughs> that's funny. Um Vince says, looked up at the ages and it's four and up. You guys figured it out. Hey, Shh. nailed it. Vince yeah. also said that the last two Fast and Furious movies are going to be filmed at one time and released in two parts. Hey, that might be the better way to do it. Worked out for Lord of the Rings. So, it's, it says adult supervision required. Uh, anyway, all right, where we're going to get out of here. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy uh, Festivus, Happy um, Winter Solstice, Happy. Uh, what other things are there? Um, that's the majority of them. I think that's all the big ones. So. Have a good time. Watch some movies. We will see you guys next Monday. We're going to be talking about maybe The Matrix, maybe, well, definitely The Kingsman, maybe mm. The Matrix, and uh, make good decisions. Ho, ho, ho. Be on the good list, uh, not the naughty list, and all of that stuff. So, anyway, take care, guys. See you. Bye.